0: Hello and welcome to In the Envelope, and awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. I'm here to spotlight some of the most exciting film, television, and theater awards contenders working today. Who is in the running? What makes an awards-worthy performance? And how can you, my dear listener, win a statue of your own? We're sitting down for intimate, inspirational interviews with actors and artists to get that insider's perspective on these questions and more. It's an opportunity for some of today's most talented stars to share their craft and career advice, and maybe, just maybe, provide a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope.
1: Throughout my career, people continue to be like, "What are you?" And yeah. sometimes it's in a way that like really hurts, where I'm like, "Why do I have to be anything mm-hmm. if I'm doing a good job? Like, what? Totally. Why are you? Why do you keep trying to put me in this one category?" Mm-hmm. And then in the other times, I take great pride in it, where I'm like, "Exactly. Totally. Like I'm trying to shape shift. The whole yeah. fun of this, to me, mm-hmm. yeah. is shape shifting." Mm-hmm.
2: So, it's Kristen Milioti today.
0: What do you remember from this interview? What do listeners need to kind of keep an ear out for?
2: I thought it was interesting hearing about her experience at NYU Mm -hmm. and how she actually dropped out of NYU and the lessons that she learned from that Mm. and forging her own path rather than... It's
0: all about... Yeah, it's a recurring theme, isn't it? Forging your own path.
2: thought that was really interesting.
0: It always makes me wonder, like... It's the kind of thing in life where you don't know what you're going through until you look back on it. Yeah. Nothing makes sense without 2020 vision. What is it? 2020 hindsight.
2: Oh, yeah, hindsight. Yeah,
0: Yeah. hindsight is 2020. And when you're, you know, in the middle of debating, like, for example, whether or not to drop out of NYU to pursue your passions, Mm. that's a really tough decision to make.
2: She's very selective about the projects she undertakes. Mm -hmm. and. That's somewhat mm. contrary to other advice that we've had in this sure. season, which says, sure. throw yourself into everything and just sure. do everything. Yeah. Whereas her approach is very different, um, which I think is mm. is a really good, interesting lesson in itself that mm-hmm. what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for you. Totally. Um, totally. And her thing, maybe as a result of dropping out of NYU, maybe if just, it's just her personality right. that she is, you know, she she will wait for the right project as opposed to just yeah. doing the next thing that comes falls on a la- in a lap
0: yeah well and it reminds me of Gina rodriguez who said something similar in terms mm. of waiting patiently which is really hard to do <laughs> yeah for the right project if you it's all about and henry winkler mentioned this too like it's all about knowing yourself and what you want and identifying yeah. that and if you don't see that in the industry like figure it out on your own and and maybe have some faith and some patience some perseverance it's all about perseverance yeah obviously it's all about that and like who could have predicted that she, that kristen miliotti would be a TV star, as well as a Broadway star. Right. She has a Tony nomination, and now she's in one of Netflix's biggest hits, yeah. Black Mirror. And you know, the How, How I Met Your Mother story is really interesting too, because the whole conceit of that show is that we don't ever meet the mother until the end, and she's the mother which makes her the titular role in that show (laughs) and uh we didn't get super into that but she she has experience in a lot of different areas yeah um i really respect that about her
2: yeah she transforms
0: pretty completely into these roles
2: yeah she's a chameleon absolutely totally and she
0: got to do a lot of that in the just the one episode it's an episode or it's a and or it's a tv movie yeah of um black mirror
2: oh my god black mirror is Ah! such an amazing show isn't it cool that we got a black mirror guest i know i know
0: that's a oof, that's a fun.
2: If we scary ever have show. the opportunity to interview Charlie Brooker, who is the show runner, no producer, the creator, creator behind it, yeah, he is a brilliant person. Yeah. He's very famous in the UK. He's not so famous right. over here, um, but yeah, that show is out, straight out of his he, brain.
0: Yeah, how he blows up everyone's minds in every episode. What? Yeah. What? That particular episode is so beautifully scripted and so wonderful and so perfect. Yeah, I almost feel like it's perfect. Yeah, it's also one of the few Black Mirror episodes that ends on a, on an upbeat. Yeah, cut. spoiler <laughs> alert, it ends on a more positive note.
2: Yeah, there are a few spoilers in this mm-hmm. episode for that episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm,
0: um, mm-hmm. Just to be aware. Yeah, it's worth seeing too. It's just an hour yeah. long, and it'll be in the running for TV movie, I believe. Oh right. Um, for at the Emmys. Yeah, Kristen. I also at, towards the end of our interview, we got really personal and Mm. i liked that too yeah this this interview was all over the place in the best way yeah um
2: well that's the very nature of her work is that she is excelling in a multitude of different things oh yeah and (laughs) she she said at one point that she just is obsessed with not being pigeonholed
0: she's going to be out of all of our guests maybe one of the most unpredictable in terms of what what's up next yeah yeah we should get to it this is our interview our lovely interview with the lovely Kristen miliotti
2: Hello, hello, this is Jamie, the producer of the podcast, and I just want to take some time to tell you about the sister podcast to In The Envelope, which is VO School. This is a podcast that I produce and host, and it is devoted entirely to voiceover. So if you're looking to get into the voiceover industry, you should check it out. That's VO School, found on iTunes, Stitcher, all the usual places, and it's hosted by me. Each episode covers a different subject, and we go through the business, the craft, the marketing, the blood, sweat, and tears that is creating a voiceover career so check us out the vo school podcast available now
0: you may know kristen miliotti for her tony nominated performance in broadway's once or for her performances in the sopranos 30 rock a to z fargo and as the titular role in how i met your mother she starred last year in Netflix's Black Mirror. Here it is, our fabulous interview with Kristen Milioti.
1: But it's like the most inhumane schedule. <laughs> I, I, Broadway, yeah. I, I, like, I don't understand not to, like throw our union under the bus but like I don't really understand why that's allowed
0: uh-huh
1: eight shows a week is yeah
0: for a vocally demanding show for any for, any, for any like yeah
1: or even plays yeah I mean
0: oh my gosh yeah
1: you know it's just not it's so weird it's so and then I would think like and maybe I don't know much about it from like a marketing standpoint or like an economic standpoint but I'm like well if there was only six shows a week wouldn't uh-huh. you then sell it out each time
0: yeah, depending on the show, depending on the demand. Yeah. Right, like
1: eight, you're kind of—that's just crazy. I mean, and who says you have to do eight? Like, no one knows. Right. No one knows it's how it's created. No one knows. I've asked this of so many how people, bizarre. and no one can answer it. Eight shows a week is huh. crazy. And then on yeah. holidays, you do like ten show weeks.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah.
1: it's bananas.
0: And my friend, who's my friend who's in SpongeBob SquarePants the musical, she was telling yeah. me like the week leading up to opening which is your craziest week because it's the most pressure
1: bananas
0: (laughs) you don't get as many breaks like you're you're rehearsing during the day happens yeah that happens on your day off
1: yep you put usually push through for two weeks because they like do some weird scheduling thing i forget like what it is but you like push through for two weeks you're rehearsing during the day you're doing the show at night and then yeah your one day off is like after opening when you i mean
0: when you're yeah you're just dead. All the critics have come. All the critics <laughs> have, have come. And they've seen you spent. at your worst.
1: <laughs> the Tonys are like that too, though. Like,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you rehearse at 6 a.m.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You do a matinee.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, unless you're, like, so fancy. I think sometimes I feel like... Do you don't have a show that day. But they do that for, like, Bette Midler only.
0: Yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah. yeah. But,
1: like, we did it. We were, like, rehearsing that shit at 6 a.m., did that matinee then you get like dressed then you go to the Tony's then you have one day off and then you're back <laughs> like it's
0: hard you do get the day after the Tony's off
1: because it's a Monday
0: oh okay right 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 yeah right. which it's... is good because there's parties
1: I know but then you're like yeah it's crazy it's wait, a crazy also, schedule
0: okay I I read a crazy story I'm such a huge fan of yours oh, thank I you. can't wait to talk about all of your different work because you've worked in so many different areas but um is it true that On the year of your Tonys, of the year that you were nominated, that you also had a screen test with Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio, like the the day before. Oh, in the the day before. God,
1: now I don't remember. I want to say it was the, it was after a Tonys rehearsal. Like I think we had a Uh Tonys rehearsal on Friday where you like run through with the cameras. Oh, okay. And then I ran from that to a screen test to a show
0: because you're still doing the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I found out. I and then I think and then I think the next day was the Tonys and then I found out the next day.
0: Oh that you got the role. That I got
1: the role like <laughs> hung over <laughs> out of my mind on Monday. Yeah. Oh
0: you got it really quickly then. You it, just booked it right right then and there.
1: Okay. I mean like I've, this is crazy that I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was what like what a matter of world. days but it felt like weeks. Yeah. I know yeah. it was definitely like I screen tested after a rehearsal for the Tonys so it must have been in that like 4 day Sure. Something around other.
0: What a four days. I mean, I, I know. can't imagine. I know. What was going through your head when 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 like when it rains it pours? Yeah. And when different parts of your life are all picking up speed at the same time, talk about being paranoid about your health. Like oh, that's yeah. exactly when you're like, I have to be But it
1: was so thrilling. And also mm-hmm. I think when you're that busy, you kind of go into this like flight or fight. Mm. Maybe. Like I remember one time. Because I, I shot Wolf at the same time I was in the sh- – did once. Like, I did double duty. <laughs> and it was –
0: Because it just, filmed here?
1: Yeah, because it filmed okay. here. Yeah. And I remember, like, shooting from, like, 4 in the morning. Like, my call time was, like, 4 a.m. Because I was on – I shot on the first day of the movie. It was, oh. like, day one, oh. like, everyone's first day. Hmm. And I, I think I was up at, like, 4, shot till 6. Uh-huh. Then went and did the show. And it oh. was – I felt like I had just taken, like, the most magical type of cocaine. Like, it, like I just was, <laughs> just it, I, like, because you just, you're flying on, like, adrenaline, adrenaline yeah. and you're. F-
0: and I guess nerves. Nerves. Yeah. And,
1: like, you don't have time to think about it. Yeah. Um, And that was, like, magical. I don't think I ever mm. found, I never found those, doing those at the same time stressful. I think the screen test, I, I thought I had, like, completely failed. I remember crying mm. afterward. Oh, God. And being, like, I f- up. And yeah. then, but then it, I just like didn't have time. That's great. Right, the worst right. is when you like test for something, and you have like two weeks to uh, think about that's it. True. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: the worst. I see, yeah, because then you, get you get have nothing but like yeah.
1: You just sit and you're like, well, what about that one second <laughs> when I thought that I did that? Well, you know, like you're just it's you're just caught in this like tornado of uh-huh. a- analysis.
0: Well, I'm going back to the eight shows a week thing. And I mean, of course, I agree that it's like so trying, but doing a Broadway show means that you slip back into this character. It's kind of like slipping into it. You literally slip into a costume. It's like you put on a glove and you know the character. And that must have been like comforting to come back to that amid the craziness. I mean,
1: like, I don't know how how other people have experienced performing like a role that much. Mm -hmm. The things that I found that were so interesting during that process in terms of like an acting thing was like, you know, I think I performed that show like 500 times Mm -hmm. and you reach a point where you start to lose your mind where you're like, I actually don't remember my lines. Like your brain sort of malfunctions. Mm. Like I remember there being times where I would say something and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know where we are. And like, I don't know if I did an accent. Like, and then like on the opposite end of the spectrum, because like the beauty of doing a role that much is that you keep like busting through different yes. levels. Well, that's
0: what I love hearing about, yeah.
1: And that's that process. wild. Like totally. that is like nothing. How does that
0: even happen, yeah.
1: Because it, you start to be able to like let go of things that you've spent so long focusing on, mm. like movement or like playing, you know, for that, like playing piano. Sure. Or like your intention on this line or blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff becomes rote. And then all of a mm. sudden this like other person comes up. It's really hmm. fascinating. And it, it bums me out that um, you know, because most rehearsal processes are like four weeks, and for movies right. and film and TV, rather, you don't get no. You know, maybe a week. Exactly. And when you've experienced, like, oh my god, I was able to. I mean, that five hundred times is like obscene. Totally. But oh you're it, you really are able to like this person. It's like breathing. It becomes like involuntary right. in this way. That's like beautiful. Yeah. Like, you kind of have to like push through that. Period of time when you're like, oh my god, where am I? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> well, know? it's the same true musically. Like, do you ever are you changing it up? Are you finding new things about the music and the songs and the melodies themselves as you as you well, go? Yeah.
1: You know, that was the first musical I ever did. Yeah. And so yeah. I would say for the first six months I was like, Ugh, like I wasn't. Mm. I was so scared about like my voice and am I singing this right? And I just mm. it was like new to me. Um, mm-hmm. And ne- and then you just start you just know it so well. You mm-hmm. just start to trust your body.
0: Mm-hmm. in a
1: way that's like and you're, and it is like muscle memory it's so mm-hmm. witchy
0: yeah yeah it's muscle memory but it's also still like especially in that big sig- the song uh falling yeah. slowly yeah uh, that to me is a song about a dialogue it is a dialogue it's yeah. it's a duet like in the truest sense like yeah. there's acting in the music itself yeah it feels like
1: that was always the song that made me like because <gasps> when you would start <sighs> it you could hear people in the audience be like here it is and you, Whoa, yeah. Yeah, because so many people get married to that song. Ooh, and it felt... and That's a lot of pressure. I know. And that <laughs> took me, like, months to shake. Because, like, you can hear everything. <laughs> I wish audiences knew that you can hear everything.
0: That's, <laughs> Wait, like... Wait, so do you hear people saying, here we go? Like, do you hear... You, ha-
1: you hear everything. <laughs> everything. I Before every show, I want to, like, come out on stage and be like, you guys. Hey. Hi. <laughs> we you're hear too. everything. We mm-hmm. see everything. <laughs> like, I know you think you're being, like stealth about that phone or like stealth about that whisper to your friend we it's so quiet we (laughs) can hear it like it's i saw a play recently and i sat behind this woman Uh, who i think like the the maybe the material in the play was making her uncomfortable uh, that's what i want to say if i'm at my most sure yeah empathetic sitting on a lotus flower self Uh uh-huh she was making. It was like she. She was like. It sounded like knocking over a prop table backstage. Like there was like a water bottle, keys, a, oh. a windbreaker, oh, her, no. and it was in the upstairs theater at Playwrights Horizons, which is like yeah. someone's living room. <laughs> and I wanted. And they're doing this like beautiful, oh, quiet play. Uh-huh. And I. It took. I couldn't tell like if I if I tapped her on the shoulder yeah, if it would make it worse. To
0: totally, but
1: I wanted to be like they can <laughs> hear you and see you. You're in the second row. Well, it's
0: such a what basic lesson of empathy. Like you have, you just have to be like, okay, so you exist in this space too. Right. We're all here yeah. together. Yeah. So if you make a noise, it kind of detracts from all of us. Yeah. And it's hard to teach people that. And you and how do you and how are you, as a fellow audience member, supposed to do
1: anything? Right, like, what do you do? Totally. I, I sat behind
0: a girl who was on her phone the entire oh, show. I can't. And I think she was actually taking notes, like, on her notepad.
1: <laughs> that just happened when I was doing it after the blast in the fall. A yes. woman sat in the front row with oh. a legal pad taking notes.
0: Oh, a legal and, pad. And
1: we were like, but...
0: Uh, Is it a job interview?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't... W- but, you know, you that space, you're like... Oh, especially the front row. Two Jesus. feet. And that was an all-white set, so you just were, like, lit. Like, oh, the audience was yeah. beautifully lit. Yeah. And she just, do you like... do think she was writing? The- I have no idea. Huh. No idea. Uh, there also was a couple in the front row of that show who were so engrossed in it, but were chewing potato chips. <gasps> and it was, like, that episode oh of Family God. Guy... Yeah. You know, when there's, like, that quick, they do those, like, whatever cuts, Uh and it shows Peter (laughs) in um, Anne Frank's attic, and they're like, everyone be quiet, and he's going like, (laughs) with a potato chip. It was like that because they knew it was like a quiet show but they were going like...
0: They're eating the loudest now, Like,
1: and so slowly.
0: Yeah. And I don't
1: think they knew but it's crazy because... It needs to be a
0: PSA, yeah.
1: Well, but you must know how ears work. Like, you've been alive. (laughs) You know that, like... I know that you're four feet away from me.
0: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. If
1: I eat a potato chip, you'll hear it. Like, I don't know. It's it's wild to me.
0: And as an actor, your job is to ignore that, right? And not get distracted. bananas. That is bananas. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You... so. I have to ask you, like you, because you're all over the place artistically, yeah. shall yeah. we say. Like, what do you consider yourself to be first and foremost? Are you most passionate about acting on the stage? Are you first and foremost a musician?
1: I don't. I try to be a movie
0: star. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to do everything. Yeah, honestly, and you are. You're just doing well, thank it. Thank you. Yeah. I um I want to do everything. I I try to be very diligent about not getting um. Pigeonholed.
0: Oh my gosh, I think you it's know? it's one of the most your yeah. resume speaks to that.
1: Thanks. It really <laughs> is you. like there's Thank no you.
0: pigeonholing here. Thank at all. you. Like
1: I I I'm lucky enough to be able to do that too to sure. like really be able to make that mm-hmm. my main objective. But no, I want to do everything. Um, you know, I think we're living in an exciting time. I mean, we're living in a terrifying time. But Mm -hmm. in terms of artists, (laughs) Uh you know, you're seeing people who do everything. And that's, like, no longer, you know, no one raises an eyebrow at that anymore. Mm. Like, I'm making an album right now. And, like, I've written stuff. And Mm. I want to continue to do everything. Yeah. And I want to continue to sort of make it more and more accessible each time. But, Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And making it more and more accessible, does that also mean, like, like, getting the word out? Like, just being...
1: Yeah, I think we, I on mean, people's I, minds. yeah, I, I'm so confused. Cause like, I'm not on any social media, Right. but I find social media, I find it very infuriating, but I also like find it you. extremely positive mm-hmm. that people are able to share what they've created mm. in this way. That's like immediate Yeah. and to get it to people who would not otherwise have access to it.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And I find that part of it very exciting. I find the like, feeding frenzy yeah uh
0: the (laughs) hatred part hatred
1: part really (laughs) off-putting yeah but if we can just like get it past that um yeah yeah maybe that would be great but yeah i i really appreciate you saying that because that's something i work very hard to do
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is um i want things to be as different as possible and i want my projects and roles and even the things that I create to be as wildly different from the last thing yeah. as possible.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so are you ever in a position where you're reading for a role and you and you think, oh, it's too similar to something I've already All done? All the time.
1: Yeah. All okay. the time. I just was um, asked to come in for something that I thought was actually really good. Like mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I read it and I was moved by it and the role they wanted me to come in for I've played before. And again, I'm, you know very lucky to be in a position to to say to politely decline that because yeah. I think you start to get comfortable oh sure sometimes mm-hmm. you know and
0: pigeonholing can be kind of com- like a comfort. yeah
1: because you're like oh okay I just know what this is and I'll click into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by the way if that's what makes you feel the best then yeah. like mazel and
0: if it makes you lots of money like yeah it's great too that's like there's that's a scenario where that happens yeah
1: yeah um but I Uh, I really don't – I want to be challenged Mm -hmm. a lot. But, you know, it's also, like, very scary to give that up and be like, I've done this before, thank you, and then you go through the thing – for 48 hours afterward where you're like, uh, "Uh," or maybe, Uh (laughs) maybe I'm making a huge mistake. Like, I don't know. Right. And you just kind of learn. Totally. I don't know. I mean, I'm still.
0: Well, and the thing about actors and maybe that's why I agree, like multidisciplinary is becoming more and more the thing to do, like taking roles into your own hands. Well, yeah. As an actor, you don't have a lot of power about what your next job is.
1: You don't. And, you know, I also, music is like my first love. Mm -hmm that's what made once so special was that it was these, this like divine intersection of mm. the things that have made me feel more alive
0: mm-hmm. throughout
1: my life. Um, sort of like smashing into each other. And you know, with, I it's something that I, I, like I do concerts around the city. Oh, yeah. But I don't really promote them because I'm not on like anything. True, right. And those are the happiest times.
0: Cool. That I have because
1: okay. I've I've been like writing and singing for years. Yeah. I don't know how I got on this. It was an answer to your question. And now I'm like, I've lost the thread, <laughs> the phantom thread.
0: I mean, in some ways, the question was literally just like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> so really simple. <laughs> totally. Really,
1: really simple. Yeah. Um, but yes, it it's definitely... It's freeing to create things. And actors are creative people. Yeah. And it is they need
0: different outlets.
1: Yeah. And the creativity you experience on a set or in a rehearsal Mm. room is so antithetical to the business at large. Which is, you know, the norm. That's in the music industry, that's in the art industry, Mm. like that's in anything where creativity meets commerce, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, like you have this creative life within you. You have this hunger to like build something and try all these things, and yet you're in this Business mm-hmm. that's sort of looking at you, being like, "Well, are you blonde?" Or you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Well, what are you?" And and that's who are so, you? Who yeah. are you? And yeah. that's so antithetical to what we do. And so I think it's I have found it helpful to also create things. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: and like yeah. and I, and I guess the advice would be like put creativity over the commerce whenever you can, if you are in the position to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and I certainly um that's my priority mm. for sure is to put the creativity over commerce but
0: um. and as a as a musician like you that feels like a easy creative outlet like easy in the sense that it's always there it's always um I mean I write I try to yeah. write on the side too and I feel yeah. like that takes so much more effort than just like singing or just singing a song that you have written or a song that you haven't like that's
1: yeah it's I would say that it's um, at its best, it's like flying, which is, you know, how I find mm-hmm. performing to be, mm-hmm. and at its worst, it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm. um, I, so I'm recording this album right now, and my, one of my friends said to me, I was like talking to her about how frustrating this one element of it was, and I was like going through this like sort of thing of writer's block, and mm. she was like, wow, you found a new way to experience pain like I know she was like as if this industry wasn't like hard (laughs) enough you then went out and were like also I'm gonna write this thing that's like giving birth to a boulder but you know what what's the other option totally you have to write
0: absolutely well and 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 any time you solve a problem in your life more problems are gonna more different problems right it's like constantly
1: shifting and
0: And hopefully you they're just better problems
1: right (laughs) that's the goal yeah
0: and what else in terms of um what's next on the horizon in terms of acting we're going to talk about
1: yeah. Black Mirror. Okay, we'll talk obviously. about Black like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is nothing on the horizon right now. I've mm-hmm. been very, like, you know, it's weird. It's weird to talk about. Um, I've been very, I'm very exacting mm. with things, and I, you know, I'm, I am trying to find, like, the right thing that's mm-hmm. next after what I've just done. Mm-hmm. And that is, takes a while sometimes, but is ultimately... Mm-hmm rewarding Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm just like there's dry spells and
0: then there's like self-imposed dry spells yes yeah 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 exactly
1: i'm in like a self-imposed one Mm -hmm. where i'm just like waiting for this for the thing that's going to make like my stomach flip until my accountant calls me and is like (laughs) 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 no more waiting (laughs)
0: right cool i don't know well so how did how did this black mirror experience come to you i mean get involved in that
1: um that came out of the blue i I had shot, um, I had. I wrote a pilot, um, mm-hmm. a, I guess now that's a year ago. Yeah, um, I wanted to
0: ask you about that too. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about that.
1: Um, I wrote and shot a pilot for FX, mm-hmm. and I was like deep in editing for that mm. because we had like various deadlines where we had to get different cuts to them. Um, and I got this call that they wanted me to like read. I was sent, I think, three pages, mm. and they were like, "They just want to see you read this." And I was like, "Okay, well, what's this?" I, I couldn't like garner anything right. about it, and I was like, "Can I have any context going in? Because I love this show, and I like, uh-huh. I don't want to,
0: yeah. you know, you knew the show."
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to mess this up. Like, how do yeah. I? And they were like, "No, they just want you to read these three pages
0: because it's kind of spoilery, maybe." Because it's spoilery, yeah. right?
1: And. Um, I had no idea, I was like, well, it, uh, I had no idea about anything. I was I was sure. asking them about the role. I was like, fine, they don't have to tell me anything about the episode, but like what is, what's her, uh, how am I supposed to do this if I don't mm, know mm-hmm. what her thing is?
0: Yeah.
1: And they were like, no. <laughs> they
0: were like, it's up to you. Yeah, it's up yeah. to you.
1: Go go wild. Yeah. And <clears throat> I ran in to like videotape myself. I mean, in between, oh, okay. like, I think like on a lunch break from editing. Cool. Um And then like a day later, they called and they were like, okay, you'll come to London in two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a tape. Cool. Yeah. And then later they told me, they were like, we always, we knew we wanted you. Like we knew we had you in mind. Oh, cool. The whole time, but we wanted to see like if you could, if you could do this thing.
0: Why do you think, do you know why they wanted you? No idea. I I mean I know that they cast a lot of American actors, but it's a British show. I know. It's mostly British actors. Yeah. But
1: although this season was a lot of American actors. It
0: was, yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. I don't know why I you know, they told me that and I was so flattered I didn't like impress them.
0: And you love the show and you knew the show and, I love and that's the show. that's yeah. like it ticks all your boxes of like it's gonna be challenging, it's gonna be right. cool. Like,
1: and this role, you know, when I when I was like sent the script finally, I had no mm-hmm. idea, you know, that that amazing bait and switch they do In the episode where she's actually the hero and he's the villain Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I read that script and cried afterward because I couldn't believe that I was gonna get to do that
0: what a role yeah
1: I mean it's Uh. you know I've again I've been very lucky to do a lot of the projects I've done but you know if I'm being frank A large percentage of the things that come through, we're, like, almost out of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope. Mm. We're, like, I think by 2021, Mm. it's going to be gone.
0: Yeah, interesting. But,
1: like, for the most part, that's still exists where they just kind of want like the yes. sweet, cool girl who's like a little bit of a mess, but then she figures <laughs> it out and he's a pain in the ass, but she just can't help but love him. Like <laughs> that's still It's still is it's still there. And That's so interesting. Yeah. And I keep being like, oh what an incredible you know, you look at how much things have changed for women in yeah. the last ten years. Sure. Yeah. It's it's Especially on TV. Oh my God, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. I mean I feel like I can trace it back to girls
0: like mm. girls mm-hmm. happened and
1: all of a sudden they were like oh okay oh, right. we can, can write have about this and female
0: people female showrunners you right. can have female and characters we can, who are messy like and,
1: flawed female characters right. that aren't like flawed in an adorable way we can have uh, this yeah, yeah. and and people will watch it
0: oh uh, like girls you is like know? the anti manic pixie g- dream girl specifically yeah. yeah well yeah, it was
1: yeah. like just about like It was like Seinfeld but with girls
0: yeah yeah you know
1: and everyone was like well they're entitled and blah 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 and we're like well hold on right you're gonna tell me that George Costanza (laughs) is a fucking walk in the park (laughs) like you know and I and so it has gotten so much better but Uh, um, that still is like kicking around sure um
0: I love that I think that you're like an expert on the Manic Pixie Dream Girl because (laughs) you are and you're certainly not in person but like as an actor you have to like you have to reconcile, you have to be familiar with types. Right. And what types to avoid, maybe.
1: Right. And
0: it's almost like your performance in 30 Rock, sidetracked your performance in oh, 30 yeah. Rock, Favorite is sort of taking that on its head. like
1: Right, exactly. Tongue
0: in cheek, like this yes. is the magic pixie dream girl up to 11.
1: Right, and then like the hot, like, you know. <laughs> totally
0: over-sexualized.
1: over right. There's um, a twist
0: ending there, too, yeah, though, exactly. So. <laughs> I love a twist ending. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, so I think that, I was so unbelievably gobsmacked that I was gonna get to play the like the hero. Yeah. And that she's, yeah. you know, like a fully realized person and that she doesn't take any shit and that she actually outsmarts yeah.
0: like she uses her Against intelligence. All odds. Um yeah.
1: I was just talking about this. Uh I saw Jurassic Park uh-huh. on TV recently, which <laughs> it holds up pristinely. <laughs> and I had forgotten that the girl is who she, like, hacks into the system, oh, uh-huh. which I had not remembered,
0: sure, yeah, and
1: I mm. and she's the one who like figures out how to hack into the doors so the f- velociraptors don't come in. Uh-huh. And I was like, "How did I not remember this because this was so monumental, Sure. that like a twelve year old girl was like, "I know how to mm-hmm. outsmart the velociraptors
0: mm-hmm. in this huge um, movie, yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, I felt that way. I went to see Wonder Woman with yes. a bunch of my girlfriends, and I was sobbing mm-hmm. the whole time. Oh yeah, because the realization that like I'd actually never seen right a woman save the day. Yeah. You know, like Kill Bill had always been my favorite movie.
0: Aha, uh-huh. yeah.
1: I mean, hands down. Although now I have a. Different opinion about it. but Sure. <laughs> uh, sure but, sure, sure. you know, that was a story of like a woman taking control yeah. and like kicking ass. Yeah. And I I saw that movie at 17 and lost my oh, wow. mind. Yeah. I was like, this is what That's I want to do. Age. That's what I want. I want to be her. <laughs> I, I want to be Beatrix Kiddo. Like, yeah. I want to go and fight all the crazy 88s. Like, I, I just was like, blah, 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 like yes. you know. Um, but
0: those examples are so scarce.
1: They're so scarce. Yeah. And so when I discovered that I would be. Sort of in, in those shoes in oh, a way. Absolutely. I mean I was I was just like I can't. You were a even combination of you. the two,
0: actually. Yeah.
1: I, I just was like blown away.
0: And the line that I feel like the character switches into um hero mode is the um the pussy line. <laughs> yeah.
1: Stealing my pussy is a red fing <laughs> line. That's true.
0: <laughs> Which was so jarring in the best way. Like it uh-huh. was so unexpected. Well, the, the writing on that episode is just
1: they they are. I can't believe it because it oh. just comes from the two of them.
0: Right. Charlie Every Hanabeau. episode. Yeah. Every
1: episode. They just sit down and they're like wow. doop. doop, doop. Yeah. It's and they're both like and the most twisted. lovely, like warm, <laughs> really? very funny, affectionate oh, funny. and you sit there and you're like, "How did this,
0: <laughs> What nightmare did you have? What
1: nightmare did you have? Like, you know, the episode Crocodile with Andrea Riseborough. When I saw that one, I was like, "So y'all just like came into the office and we're like, how are you? How are your kids? What if we write <laughs> this? You know, like it's totally. bananas. Yeah, wow. It's bananas. Yeah. But no, that line is, I think, my favorite line <laughs> I've ever gotten to say.
0: I mean, it has a sense of humor amidst all this yeah. satire.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's something about the, yeah, like how do they dream it up? And yet it, it does come directly from the themes that we as a society are dealing with every day. Yeah on the internet i guess or yeah. like with technology yeah and it just needs a twisted imagination yeah but then also that just the fact that it's packaged so beautifully the yeah. beginning middle and end is so concise i love the pacing of the last two minutes yeah of the, of the when episode. you don't know
1: like what's gonna happen yeah i know it's we um the we shot that in london and then the next time the whole cast saw each other we were like a very tight-knit cast mm-hmm. um the next time we saw each other was at Paley Fest oh, wow. when they yeah. screened the episode. And we all watched <laughs> it together in the green room upstairs. And I couldn't believe – I hate watching myself. Okay. I find ah. it to be an excruciating process. I usually don't watch something I do because really? it's like, you know, it just sends me down a rabbit hole of huh. like – I'm waiting for the day where I can watch something and then learn what to do better next time. But all that happens is I watch it and I'm like, you're a sham. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, you sound like a boy and you look like a broom. (laughs) Like, you just, like, can't. I just lose my mind. Oh, no. Um, And I watched it and I was, like, on the edge of my seat and I knew (sighs) what happened. And I just remember thinking how beautifully paced and structured. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, I knew how well structured it was because I'd read it, but Sure. Yeah. They they just like, like knocked it out of the park.
0: Fight of good versus evil. Yeah. But there's also kind of a heist and I love heists. Yeah.
1: That's totally. pacing right there yeah. that
0: like puts the stakes in the in the how whole are you situation. gonna see Hurricane
1: Heist? No, should I? I don't know, but I saw Let's I was go. just in LA. <laughs> 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 I was just in LA. I would love to go actually. Honestly, because yeah. I feel like I know what oh, I'm signing yeah. up for. Oh yeah. It's Hurricane Heist. Yeah. It's right I, there in the title. There were billboards all over LA I was yeah. just there like two weeks ago. And even the tagline, like, I think it's like the <laughs> perfect storm for the ultimate heist. And it's like, well, you know what you're getting.
0: You know, that like, movie knows exactly what it is. It knows exactly what it totally. is.
1: And honestly, like, if I were a studio executive and someone came in and was like, get this, huge <laughs> hurricane. Also, we're going to make a bank heist in the hurricane. Yeah. I'd be like, all right.
0: Yeah. I know yep. what it is. How much do you need? <laughs> yeah,
1: how much yeah. do you need?
0: <laughs> that, but it also sounds yeah. like a 30 Rock, uh, like, joke
1: It absolutely, pitch. like, um, yeah. Tracy Morgan's uh, <laughs> Hard to Watch, that, like, <laughs> yeah. his Oscar film. Yes. Right? Hard to watch. Yeah, hard to watch.
0: Yes, like
1: it's Hurricane it's Heist, you win an Oscar. or what was the one that he does on that show? It's like the really heavy family that farts a lot. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, on the show, yeah, it's a parody of. um...
1: It's a parody of like Nutty yeah. Professor. Yeah.
0: Oh, right, 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 right.
1: But they like will cut to it sometimes, and it's the movies totally. that he he doesn't want to release when he's on his Oscar campaign. Oh, right, right, right. right. And it's like that. And
0: he wins the Oscar, and then he wins the Oscar. He, it's successful that they bury his lowbrow stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. What a yes, great Hurricane show. Heist
1: is sort of like a Thirty Rock joke. Yeah, <laughs> <Absolutely>. totally. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I might see it. We're going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going. Yeah, see you there.
0: I mean, okay. So Nanette. Yeah. Because I wanted to ask about her. Yeah. I felt before. This is where we get into. Like, if you haven't seen the episode yet, listeners. Yeah. Just see it. I don't yeah. know. Just <laughs> skip. It's been out for the next five month, minutes. Two it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at first you don't see anything. I didn't see anything in her. I didn't see anything yeah. remarkable about her. I kind of yeah. knew. I mean, you'd been bitched to me for this podcast. So I was like, <laughs> so she must be important in, this, in yeah. this episode. Yeah. But the first half, you're just kind of an ordinary yeah. girl. And then mm-hmm. there's this twist where you wake up in a spaceship. And yeah. you have a 60s yeah. retro hairstyle. Yeah. Which I understand was not a wig.
1: Not a wig. My own hair. Nightmare.
0: You look, oh. <laughs> well, you looked fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> um, like, who do you think she is? And and is it two different characters? At, at one point, are you basically just playing two different characters? Because one has kind of evolved in a different direction
1: I mean, my take on it, and what I tried to do, was um, that I think she's actually, sadly, depending on how you want to slice it, her ultimate self in the spaceship. Oh, That yeah. like, mm. you know, I think that, um, mm. yes, she's this sort of quiet, seemingly unremarkable person, mm-hmm. who's just trying to sort of not make any waves, and like do her job, and right. she's like o- overtly sweet,
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: even when she's kind of, like, being harassed. She's sort of, like, sweet and, like, I just don't want to... And seems, yeah, sort of, like, unremarkable. Yeah, And that you don't... That she herself doesn't... I I don't think... She doesn't even realize what she has within until she's pushed to it,
0: Mm -hmm. which is also,
1: like, one of my favorite types of stories. Like, someone not realizing the strength they have within. Discovering
0: parts about themselves. And
1: I think, like, it's an interesting, you know you never know who you're sitting next to on the subway. And you see yeah, her cool. and you never think like, oh, this person who's like so quiet and so polite and so sort of like wears baggy sweaters and is just mm. like on her phone that she mm-hmm. actually has it within her to lead a revolution and yeah. like take down an evil, like it's like a, a Nintendo super boss. Yeah. What are they like an evil bot like in Mario?
0: Totally, the, Mario. Um, yeah. yeah, Mario.
1: God, that's Jersey. Boss but
0: level. Yeah, yeah, like a
1: boss level. You totally. know, she. You don't think that she has it in her, and probably a lot of us aren't sure if we have that in us.
0: Sure. And so I found that mm. really
1: interesting. That actually, like, she's her best self in that universe that is quote sure. unquote not real. Yeah. But I. That's also one of my favorite parts of the episode is just sort of how, how much the audience underestimates her. And mm-hmm. you sort of write her off as this, like, oh, she's like a cute office girl who's just like, <laughs> sorry, right. Um, sure, which I also thought, you know, what I loved is that because she's like there's a scene where like Jimmy Simpson puts his lower hand on my back. and, like, you can tell, like she doesn't
0: uh, she doesn't yeah.
1: want this. and she's but she's like very, very polite about it. yeah um, and she has a tiger inside of her mm. that she has mm-hmm. pushed down. Mm-hmm. And that's really asked of a lot of women.
0: You know, it's asked
1: of a lot of people. Yeah. But um, I think specifically for a long time, women have been asked to sort of, you know, you apologize for everything. Mm -hmm. We're raised to say I'm sorry and raised to like always defer to being polite. Yes. And of course, you want to be a kind person and you want to be polite. And it's always, you know, Mm -hmm. good to bear that in mind. But I like that with a very light hand, they sort of show like how much she has kept.
0: Yeah. She mentions a former boss, former bosses. That right, are, yeah. You know, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Then there's these pictures which hint at right. some other.
1: Which is, I also loved that too because um, her reaction, I always felt, was that she had like zero shame about those pictures. That they exist. That they exist. Yeah, that yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, they exist. Totally. Like, I'm a sexual person. Yeah. What are you, out of your mind? Like, I'm not going to apologize for that. I just don't want them shared with my family. Yeah. And it wasn't, okay. I thought that was really interesting because... I think they do it, and again, they do it with a really light touch, but that she's not ashamed of the fact that she's, oh, you also don't see that coming, that she's this, like, sexual right. being. Right, Because she f- keeps it professional. Right. <laughs> like totally. She keeps her shit professional yeah. at work. And, you know, uh, sorry, I shouldn't have dropped curse words, but. <laughs> it's okay. um, We're going to bleep them. Okay, great. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I just thought that was very refreshing that she had mm. no shame about that. Mm-hmm. And the way she deals with that is is just sort of like, I just have to take care of this. I'm gonna take care of this. Yeah. Because I've worked too hard. Right. And I'm not ashamed of this, but I, I, if they get out there, like everything I've worked for, all yeah. these jobs where I've been harassed, like I'm just gonna take care of it. And women and I have to that.
0: work twice as hard to get half as far. Right, and-, and
1: especially like in that world, you know, I did a bunch mm. of research before that about oh, yeah. women in coding yeah. and it's like, you know, it's a men's locker room,
0: Oh yeah, that oh, industry. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I read a lot of accounts of women being like, I'm not given the right opportunities, I have to work twice as hard because people are like, but this is a man's.
0: Right. It's really like
1: one of the most like old timey mm. in, in, in a sense of, I feel like other, maybe this is naive, but other industries are like, everyone's equal here mm. or like starting to, mm. no one actually is there yet. Sure. Um, but with coding, they're still like men code. Yeah, and women don't, and um, so and it's that like was like they're coding very a system
0: of sexism right, right then and there, because they're yeah. building that. Yeah, but I'm realizing that is kind of the appeal of the episode. Like, it has it appeals to this like almost young adult fiction narrative of like ordinary people can rise above yeah. and have these extraordinary like almost superpowers, yeah. depending on their extraordinary circumstances. And I love that idea of like, you don't know who's sitting next to you on the subway. You have no idea.
1: Yeah, You have no idea and you um, have no idea what people are capable of. Mm. And I don't think we fully know what we're capable of either mm-hmm. until we're like pushed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you hear stories all the time of like a mom seeing her child get trapped under a car and she's like able to lift the car. Like it's like stuff like that. Yeah. Where we actually like It's so easy to write people off based on how they look or based on like a five minute interaction, but actually there's like entire oceans inside all of us. Mm. That's why like art is a helpful way of connecting that. Um, Exactly, Or just like a lengthy conversation, but it's, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I found that really, really fascinating. And you know, on the other end of the spectrum, you kind of feel the same way about him.
0: Exactly. Where you're like, you have
1: no idea. Yeah. What's lurking? Because when you see structure. him in the office, you're like, "Oh God, he's being bullied!" Like, no, mm-hmm. leave him alone. Right. And this and is then, silly
0: escapism.
1: Yeah, and he's like harmless, and he's just lonely. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "Whoa, damn!" Right. <laughs> oh, like you didn't know he had that in him. Right. Yeah.
0: But it sounds like the oceans. I love the idea of like the oceans underneath your character of yeah. of, of intelligence and of feeling. And it yeah. sounds like that's your job as an actor is to like
1: I dive also, down
0: into them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know why I'm sharing this. I just read um I had a friend stay with me recently and she had me read this um Cheryl Strayed wrote this book. I think it's called <laughs> like Tiny Things or Beautiful. Mm. She was like an advice columnist for a while. Do you oh, know she about was. this? Yeah. And she pl- and, and named Sugar?
0: Oh, yeah. Or uh-huh. something.
1: And she didn't it was that was her pseudonym and she published this book of like the entries that most stuck with her Mm,
0: mm -hmm. and this
1: woman writes to her about having had a miscarriage Mm -hmm. and keeping and then starting to have like a terrible eating disorder and like doing all these extremely self-destructive things that her family Mm. had no idea about for Mm. like a year and she was like I don't think I can keep this up much longer and I don't know like it reminds me of that that like Mm. she's like having dinner with her parents and her husband and none of them know yeah. Ugh. what she's done all day mm-hmm. and like what she feels inside and like you I mean you sit on a subway car, you look around if you had everyone stand up and say like
0: what's really going on? What's
1: really going yeah. on? You'd be probably equal parts horrified and inspired.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you totally. you'd be
1: like, "Whoa, I want to wrap you in a blanket and hug you. You I want to <laughs> high five. Like, you know, yeah. it's crazy what people
0: Right. Have and the going fact that on. that can happen on, in the on the subway, but also sometimes with the people you're closest with and who you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We we just, just
0: kind of heartbreaking.
1: It is, but it's also like, I think, um, unifying. Am I using that right? Yeah, uniting. Mm-hmm. Un- yeah, in times like these, I think, mm. where like, we're, uh, the world seems bleak. Yeah, I l- I take comfort in like the oceans and people because like, mm. we're ultimately all just people. We all just want to feel like we're okay. Totally, that's like what everyone's yes. afterward after. Yeah, and. I think that, you know, not to sound like a smarmy, like art is important, but it actually is. Oh, absolutely. Because that's the stuff that like, you're going to understand someone, someone's going to feel understood. People want to be seen and they want to feel like they're okay. And the moment they don't feel like Mm -hmm. that, they like rage. Mm -hmm. And I think that like paintings and music and films and plays and all these, and like books and essays, like that can yeah. Bridge that gap and mm-hmm. make people feel less alone and less
0: totally, yeah. And even um, even the discussion of those things, like I'm, I'm finding, like, and maybe that's another thing about that's good about the internet is like you get to yeah. assemble to to talk about your reactions versus other people's reactions to the same piece of work, yeah, and learn more about yourself by yeah. by doing that. And it's all because of the art, and it's because of the stories, and it's because of of good stories featuring like characters with those oceans in right. them, and that's how you can kind of
1: yeah. I think at its best.
0: At its best. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you know what? Even like, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe Hurricane Heist gives people like a two-hour break. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Escapism like, is Like there's room too. for everything. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but,
0: I went and saw Thor Ragnarok uh, back yeah. in December on a day when I really needed two hours of like blissful yeah. escapism. And it was better than any therapy. Yep. It was like. Yeah.
1: But sometimes you just have to like tap out for yeah. a second. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm sort of, I don't know. It, it gives me hope about the oceans within people, even though mm. that can also like obviously tow a terrifying line. But um, yeah. it's easy to just be like us and them, you know, especially like politically.
0: Yeah, or or doing the labeling hero, labeling villain thing. Right, or the, or exactly. The, like, I love that, like, yes, that is objectively wrong and that's objectively right, but I think we also have a tendency to be like, lump in the whole gray area as wrong or not right. really deal with the nuances of a situation. Yeah, because like,
1: it's like, a, it's a quagmire
0: yeah it's a like a briar
1: patch of stuff to sift through and it's so much easier to just be like no i don't like you yeah no i'm on your side
0: like it's 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 more time efficient practically it's just it's better to just be thumbs up or thumbs down rather than like yeah well
1: but the thing you were saying about the internet too i mean uh, you know one mm. of the other things i i wish was more the case with social media just from like an outsider's perspective is that like right there are kids Mm. that have access to twitter in parts of the world that no one is telling them the things that they should hear Mm. and that you know that the importance of someone feeling seen like if you have like Mm. a transgender kid in -hmm. like deep in alabama Mm -hmm. or you know in a district where people are not as open-minded about that Mm -hmm. that that kid can get in touch with someone on twitter who's like hang in there yeah you know like that has never existed totally and that Mm. is hopeful I just yeah I just wish that.
0: and those kinds of, of um, like you don't see yourself in in the pop culture like in the in yeah. the stories and now maybe we are starting to yeah. get that
1: yeah and social media I think has been like instrumental in that totally but then uh, just the downside of it is just yeah how come we can't get that together
0: I know <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know why the quagmire you're talking about like the, yeah. the inner oceans of the, all the all the crap
1: well did you like I read too. some article I thought this was so great I, this was, like, months ago that someone—it's also, I feel, like, kind of sad that I, like, read an article about tweets, but, like, whatever, <laughs> we are. Yeah. Um, Someone had tweeted something horrible at Sarah Silverman. Uh-huh. Do you remember this? No. Some guy tweeted her something that was, like, so awful and uh, disgusting, no. and she tweeted back at him and was like, I love you. Are you oh. okay? Oh, uh
0: huh.
1: And then he was like, "I'm unemployed and I have severe back pain uh, and I feel and like no up. one understands me." And she paid for his medical bills. Uh. She like had this whole dialogue with him. Whoa! And he basically was like, "I'm so sorry. I'm just so angry and alone."
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was like it's all public. Such a, this is it's all, all public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's
1: so I don't know. Like that's pretty beautiful. That is beautiful. Which so is so you got to
0: offset that with all the trolls.
1: yeah with all the like. <laughs> You bitch to die rot in rotten hell. Where you're like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's
0: usually directed towards women.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I, I mean, you know, yeah. I just wish that part was. Which,
0: like, cool. way to bring it back to black—that black mirror episode. That right. I think that is that is kind of the seed of where they started from, right? Like that, and the dual seeds of that, and like the Star Trek homage. Yeah. And wanting to do something visually very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, and also have that coincide with as they do so beautifully like a current issue yeah that is really and it was written before the presidential election is that right
1: can you believe that yeah because we filmed it right afterward
0: you filmed it after okay like a month afterward, but
1: the script had not changed right it's very timely it was wild Mm -hmm. it was really really wild um Yeah, we shot it like while, during the inauguration. I Mm -hmm. went to the Women's March in London. Like, Mm -hmm. it was so prescient in such an eerie way. Yeah. And I think that's also why that episode resonates.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because you're
1: like, you want to see someone, I mean, to see someone outsmart a bully. Yeah. And win.
0: Yeah, and it must have been so like empowering for you, like you specifically, to be that person, to be yeah. that character.
1: Oh, it's like not. I mean,
0: sitting in that chair at the end, like
1: that is the <laughs> coolest thing I have ever done. <laughs> like, I can't. So cool. I got. I had three takes for that, and I remember being like, "Oh, that's not a lot." Because we moved so fast. We oh, that script was, I think, like ninety pages. We had four weeks to mm-hmm. shoot it, and then they added oh, six that's more pages. Fast. Oh, okay. Of, like, just various, huh. like, little lines here and there. Wow. And we, uh, that shooting schedule was tight. Is it
0: is it more like movie or more like TV? Because it's somewhere in between. It's a TV it's show, but it's... somewhere in
1: between, but that's, it's the length of a movie. Right. I mean, what's wild right. is that, like...
0: It's a TV movie. We
1: shot that in London and in the Canary Islands. Oh. In four weeks. The Canary it's Islands. unheard of, yeah. That was or where the, all uh, the planet planets? stuff is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, wow they flew like the whole crew down all the cast we were all on like the same plane gamble um, uh yeah yeah and then wow. we shot there for 4 days
0: oh cool yeah wow. um so fun
1: yeah so fun but That's that awesome. uh yeah we moved very very fast so but
0: three takes for the last three takes for, for you the last and the chair thing. being like got it let's uh what was the line you uh, let's f- off somewhere yeah let's f- off somewhere uh
1: um and it was i mean that's my whole life I've wanted to do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. My entire
1: life I've <laughs> wanted to be the captain of a ship.
0: And I feel like part of acting, too, some, in those in those kind of scenarios is to get in touch with your inner child and to
1: yeah. like,
0: be like, oh, I remember what it was like to be 12 years old and to imagine yeah. this or that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it just, nothing feels cooler. And you yeah. spend your whole life, you know, and obviously there are exceptions, but you, you watch so much, so many films, Films and so many TV shows where it's like the guy calling the shots and like, let's shoot them, or like, let's listen, everyone, keep a cool head. I got this. And like, (laughs) to be that person, yeah, like it's, yeah, (laughs) it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I even realized how much it was my dream till I was in that chair.
0: There you go. Where I sort of
1: felt so strongly like this is what I want to do forever. Yeah.
0: And see that's interesting because then you go back to your um your criteria about you know what role to next find. Yeah you want it to be challenging, you want it to be this. And maybe you have new criteria now.
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Even it's further pretty, away from Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah.
1: Basically. It's pretty yeah. empowering to be like Yeah. The captain of a spaceship. <gasps>
0: um, I need to ask, you know, we're backstage. Yeah. Did you ever use backstage? Did you know backstage at all? I do know backstage. Yes.
1: I don't think I ever used backstage. <clears throat> I was seen in like a college black box, very kooky theater production yes. by an agent. Okay. Oh. Um, at you, NYU? At NYU. Right before Would I dropped out. You dropped out. Yeah, I did.
0: Do you want to talk about that? Sure.
1: Why was... did you do that? Um, because of the agent? That was part of it. Okay. Um. Wow. The... I, you know, I don't know if it's changed now. That when I, I had not done great research about where to go, like
0: oh, uh huh, for college, mm-hmm. all I knew was
1: that I wanted to be in New York and I wanted to act all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think like I went to my guidance counselor and they were like, "What? I don't know what that is." Like, good oh,
0: luck. yeah, and so that's I, not a thing.
1: Yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah. I only knew about NYU. Um, like I didn't know about sure. Juilliard. I didn't know. I think I knew about NYU and Marymount Manhattan because another kid uh-huh. from my high school had gone there. Uh huh, and. Hmm. What I and so like I applied and I auditioned and I got in and it was great. And then when this I got is, there was it Tish? Tish. Uh-huh. Uh and when I got there, I realized that kind of like what you were pitched was actually the graduate program.
0: Yeah. The, the conservatory yeah, structure. Yeah, yeah. The
1: undergrad program is like you're taking legitimate classes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Three days a week you get to be in the studio. And of those three days, you know, that school is so expensive. Oh, yeah. I think I had 30 kids in my acting class, which meant that yeah. I got to do a scene 10 minutes a week.
0: Uh-huh. And I was like,
1: this is a joke. And I right. I had taken out student loans myself,
0: mm-hmm. so I
1: knew... I was like
0: It's on you. It's on me. I I just
1: like saw that number rising. I was sitting there like watching kids who like weren't sure if they wanted to be actors, but like thought it would be fun. Doing like Totally. Just doing that's
0: not where I belong. Yeah. I wanna do this all the time. I was like, I wanna
1: do this all the time. I wanna learn, I wanna learn, I wanna learn. And I Hmm. you know, you don't get to I found this out years later. I was like, What? They tell you (laughs) when you get there, um, they're like, you know, we choose the studio for you and you can't leave. The first two years, oh, okay. and then you can leave. The okay. And so I was put in Cap Twenty One, which is the musical theater studio, right? And you know, uh, I did not fit well yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember teachers with the best intentions, you know, telling me things like, "Your voice isn't going to get you jobs. Like you need to learn." I remember someone oh. said, "Like you keep trying to play characters, and you need to learn how to like sing like Maria from West Side Story." You oh. need to learn to play uh, Marion in oh, um, Music Man. Yeah. like you, like,
0: like singing types.
1: Yes, like yeah. don't. Um, your voice is unique and like smoky and doesn't yeah. really match the way you look. And also, like, why oh. do you keep wanting to play people with a limp and a wig? Like, why? You know, like they <laughs> kept being like, "No, you do this, you do this, you do yeah. this," and I felt um, mm. like they kind of were rejecting everything about me. Yeah, um, yeah, And I think what they were trying the to do, of- just maybe not with the most delicate hand, was to like expand my horizons. Oh, okay. And be like, maybe learn. Yeah. I don't know. But I just... Under uh, the guise of
0: training, it was more like, but go in this box. Right. It goes back to that idea of like, these roles work and these roles are for me. And, and yeah. like, maybe I need to see something beyond that and like yeah. think bigger.
1: And I I will say like, it has been a recurring theme Sometimes in a way that's very inspiring and sometimes in a way that's deeply frustrating. Um, Throughout my career, people Mm -hmm. continue to be like, what are you? And I have sometimes it's in a way that like really hurts where I'm like, why do I have to be anything? Mm -hmm. If I'm doing a good job, like what? Totally. Why are you? Why do you keep trying to put me in this one category? Mm -hmm. And then in the other times, I take great pride in it where I'm like, well, you can't exactly totally like I'm trying to shape-shift the whole the whole yeah. fun of this is to me mm, yeah is shape-shifting mm-hmm. um but yeah I that was like the first place I really felt that where they were like what you are and what you want isn't mm-hmm. going to work
0: and what a great education that was for you to come just yeah. realize of your own accord uh, by yourself like yeah I know I'm not in. Maybe you were like, I'm not entirely sure what I want, but I know what I don't want. I
1: know what I don't want, and those that's lessons are enough. um absolutely as key. Yeah, I was just talking about this yesterday with someone, where I was like, to learn what you don't want is just as valuable because yeah. um. You know what to look for the next time that comes around, and you're like, ah, ah I'm gonna learn from this, mm-hmm. and that's like the only way you can enact any type of change. And you know, don't get me wrong, like being like a 19-year-old from New Jersey, mm-hmm. I had like the balls at the time to be like. Yeah. screw this place I'm out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll work out like, yeah. I don't know if I would have that same gumption now although I think I would
0: ah uh, interesting yeah I'm wondering if there are listeners of this podcast who are like freshmen at NYU who are, who are like well I'm quitting
1: yeah well, <laughs> I mean it worked out you know it was not the place for me and the, the other thing I wish I understood at that age not to be like you know to like wave a stick at someone a cane but like uh, uh-huh. Life is vast and long, and I wish that I had just been like, I could just go try out for Juilliard now. Or like, I could go mm-hmm. to a different school. Mm-hmm. I also, oh, the thing that I didn't know for years, apparently, if you were really unhappy, you could go to them and be like, I'm unhappy, and they would switch you. But like, you had to like, Ooh. really push.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you, you oh, know. Because
0: how would you, would you know that that's an option? Right. Yeah.
1: Because p- kids made like a big stink about where they were, and they were and it was changed, but I just didn't know uh-huh. anyone who did that. And yeah. Like that's where I really wanted to be was ETW, the experimental theater,
0: oh, cool, like cool, cool. Yeah. wing
1: where they just were like rolling around and screaming. I don't know. I would walk past those kids and they were all like in leather jackets, smoking outside, and I was like, Ugh! Please, <laughs> God, put me those kids. They all there had like tattoos. Yeah, um,
0: that's how you know.
1: Yeah, that's how you know. Um, or like, I wish I'd taken a year off before and like yes. seen the world. Or like, there's so many I options. Did that. You did? Where'd I you did.
0: go? I lived in Mexico and Peru for. A uh, year.
1: Is <laughs> Peru amazing?
0: Yeah, it's so amazing. I'm uh, dying to go back, yeah.
1: I would love to go to Peru. I lived in the
0: middle of the jungle for two months.
1: Two months?
0: Two months. Three hours away from civilization by boat.
1: <gasps> Before college? Yeah. How did you get involved now with that? Now I
0: look back on it and I'm like, what was I, th- what were my yeah. parents thinking? I mean, was God nuts. bless. There were but poison sure snakes like, out in the jungle.
1: Totally. But I'm sure it was like deeply formative.
0: I think so. I think that it's so random, like compared to what I do now, like it didn't have anything to do with even anything I really studied in college. Yeah. But you got to see the world. you got to see how other people live. It's it's yeah. the most important. you, you got to get outside your comfort zone yeah. at any opportunity. That's the, I love the idea of like zigging and zagging. Like you're, as an actor, you don't want to be pigeonholed. And so you're going to take this role and that role. But it sounds like that's life advice too. Yeah, You can reinvent yourself at 19 and go to yeah. Juilliard or go to Peru or go to yeah. whatever.
1: And we're told, and listen, I you know I say this, it's not like I'm like free of those fears now. I'm oh, not yeah. like, I know it's how ongoing. to zigzag. I mean, it's ongoing. Completely. Yeah, it is an ongoing fear for the rest of your life, especially yeah. when you're just, like, naturally in any type of, like, freelance industry where yeah. you, you don't know. Like, someone asked me recently, they were like, are you going to be in town on, like, May something? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. My life changes every day. Like, who knows? I think. Yeah. Um, and that's You might so,
0: have a screen test with Martin Scorsese. Right. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: I don't know. Like, it's, it's crazy how much it changes. Yeah. But, yes, that zigzagging is important, and you can, like mm. – change anything at any time as long as you're willing to put in like an enormous amount of work and sit in some discomfort and i wish that is what i knew more of and i still have to tell myself that even now all the time every day every single day and i keep waiting for like when i'll be like my best oprah self and be like and now i realize it and i'm good and i just have started to realize that that actually will never arrive possible yeah that even oprah yeah even oprah
0: there's no point you reach like, where you're like, and now it's perfect. Yeah. The end.
1: Yeah. But I, I do, Um, I've seen more of the world in recent years, but I wish that I had done that sure. at 19. Oh, yeah. to be in the jungle in Peru. Ugh. But oh now my I'm like, God. that was crazy.
0: Yeah. At the but... time I'm like, cool, whatever. It's just like another day in the life. Yeah. But now I'm like, what?
1: It's so cool. But that
0: may, also makes me think, oh, now I'm in a comfort zone. Now right. I'm too insular or yeah. something.
1: Yeah. I just drove across the country. (gasps) See, I really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. And my biggest regret about it um, was that for the first half, I found myself gravitating toward things that reminded me of New York. Like, the places Mm. I went to, I went to, like, Marfa and Austin. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And New Orleans and, like, places I'd never seen that are great. Yeah. But actually, like, what I should have done was also spent time in, like, I don't know.
0: The small towns. and Yeah. Because yeah.
1: when I did, those were the most fascinating experiences that like put me outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, basically hanging out in Marfa. Have you ever been to Marfa? No. Marfa is not for me. Oh. Marfa is like oh. a Portlandia sketch brought to life. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, I, uh, Not for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. like.
0: But the more memorable ones are the... Are yeah, are the, the ones zone. where I like felt
1: yeah. uncomfortable and was like, I'm like no one here. I mean, I look like yeah. some sort of like... New York vampire, like, you know, <laughs> walking in, like, an all black, like, it, and then Your I, descriptions like, descriptions
0: of yourself are the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: like, you know, I don't know. This is going to sound so preachy.
0: Do, that, that's but I'm to what to launch into do it, it. yeah.
1: Um, I stopped in this place uh, called Vidalia, Louisiana, which is a really tiny <laughs> Um, I, well, I, we went back and forth between Natchez, Mississippi, and Vidalia, Louisiana, which is just across the river from each other. Mm. And I was in this like breakfast place that was, I mean, I was like, well, this will, this is gonna, this this <laughs> can't be good, like to eat here. And I was uh, there and this guy was sitting behind me, he was probably in his 50s, and he was talking to his friend about a bunch of guns that he'd just bought.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: I, we started talking with him. And you could tell there was, like, defensiveness on both sides. Yeah. Like, that we both were kind of like, uh, we're so clearly different. Like, not only generationally, Mm -hmm. you're showing me your gun license. You're saying you hope you never have to use it. But, like, you have, you're telling me you have guns in your truck. Yeah. He's in the oil industry. He's, like, clearly very religious. He's clearly, I don't think Hmm. we have the same political leanings.
0: No, yeah. You know, all this stuff. All from just, like... Judge, judgment just based right. on right And appearance like and ju- the
1: stuff he was saying, yeah. you know, he told me that the town was um, founded. He said, he was like, you know, my uh, my dad was born here and my dad refused to celebrate the 4th of July until the 60s. And oh. I was like, why? And he was like, because the Yankees, like it had to do with the Civil War.
0: Oh, God. Like oh. he
1: would not acknowledge.
0: Oh, the Civil War. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. Who, which his dad did not fight in, but like their family. Right.
0: Had. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was
1: like, I didn't celebrate the 4th of July as a cause... child for like the first five years years of my life. Wow. Right. Like we're talking. Patriotism and he, and I, is
0: like a hot button thing. Hot button. Yeah.
1: Um, and then saying that like a, a member of the KKK had founded the town and like that, you know, uh-huh. obviously that person was very extreme. And I was like, I don't know if I'd talk that politely about the That's KKK, it. but RK, here we are. <laughs> anyway, we were like going back and forth, going back and forth. And I was like, uh, I don't really know how to. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden he uh, he mentioned he was going to see a movie that day. He said, I'm taking my lady to see a movie. And I was like, oh, um, uh, which movie? And he was like, Star Wars. And I was like, oh, that's great. Uh, how long have you, is this your wife? And he got really quiet and he started crying. Oh. And he was like, I lost my wife six years ago and I miss her so much and it's been really, really hard. And I have three children. I bought them all houses near me. One of them, I just found out, is moving away with her husband and I won't get to see my grandbabies as much. And I just, it's been a really hard six years and is like crying oh in this restaurant. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm taking my girl, she's my girlfriend, I just started dating again and I'm taking her to see Star Wars for her birthday. And I was like, oh. well, you know, I hope you have a nice time and so on and so forth and everything changed yeah and he was like where are you headed next i have a cousin who lives in um virginia that if you guys want to go fly fishing like it was like suddenly he paid for breakfast all of a sudden we were talking about things that were so beyond you know that sort of like all of us being on guard differences yeah yeah and it was i don't know it kind of like goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning and this is not to be. I don't mean this at all in a way of like, and if everyone just reached across the aisle more, like, <laughs> but it was this fascinating, mm. I don't know, I, I never would have thought that it was going there yeah. if you had just seen the first two minutes of that interaction of both mm. people being like, <laughs> you have a gun in your car? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to extrapolate a lot of other, right. make a lot of other Oh, you're judgments. in oil? Oh. Yeah, totally. Um, hmm.
1: You know, and it was this, it was the, probably the most beautiful interaction oh, yeah. on the entire trip. Yeah. and it was only when we finally both were humans
0: yeah that it then well, took on this whole other of those life you oceans underneath you
1: do and all of a sudden i was seeing this person who i was like right of course look how you were raised versus i, I mean i was i was raised by like a bunch of people and you know my parents like loved jazz and like loved music and mm. like raised me in south jersey outside of philadelphia like i was exposed to something plus you're like in your 50s like our yeah. upbringings could not be more different. Right. So yeah. of course we're different. But then at the end of the day, like you miss your wife and you just want your daughter mm-hmm. close by. Mm-hmm. And I wish I lived closer to my parents. Yeah. And like it's it's just I don't know. It was really um, lovely. And it is. It's important to do stuff like that.
0: Totally to get outside that comfort zone. Well, and,
1: and, to, and you know, especially as an actor, take that step. Like to yeah. understand.
0: Oh oh yeah. That
1: that those oceans.
0: Be open to yeah, having the empathy to see. Th- See that in other people, or to see what you have in common with other people. And, yeah,
1: I mean, know. and that being said, like I share this story, and I also want to share that every time I'm waiting to get off the subway and someone enters before I've exited, I scream at them. Like, you know, <laughs> yes, I was empathetic in this moment, but like, yeah, rest assured. Well, there you go. It's an ongoing <laughs> I still, process. like so. Larry, David, myself through the MTA pretty much on a daily basis. Same, yeah, yeah, same, yeah. But it's a nice, I don't know. It's like experiences like that that make me. Mm very hopeful. Yeah. In a time where it's yeah, hard sometimes to, harder need, to have hope. You need the hope. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. gorgeous. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope that guy is okay.
0: Yeah, I hope he's listening.
1: I don't think he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Let's out be realistic, yeah. and just say, <laughs> I don't think he will listen, but like best of luck in all his future endeavors. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And thank you for the breakfast. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for that that was gold that yeah. was advice gold oh, not thanks. just for actors but for for those of us who are living our lives
1: yeah thanks so, thank this you, was really Kristen. really lovely
0: in the envelope and awards podcast is recorded at Lotus Productions, Hyperbolic Audio, and Big Yellow Duck in New York City, and Soundbox LA, Mark Grau Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, and follow us on Twitter at in the Envelope. Thanks as always to producer, editor, and all around podcast extraordinaire, Jamie Muffet, and thank you to the team at Backstage the most trusted name in casting. That's Peter Rappaport, Rawan Al-Khatib, Francis Ramos, Caitlin Watkins, Lauren Rout, Mark Stinson, and especially Casey Howe. For more awards and industry coverage, head over to Backstage.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another glimpse
1: in the envelope. Little Mermaid is where I learned how to sing. Like Ooh, that's when oh. my because I would sing along to it. Yeah, oh. But like yeah. the moral of that film which they made more positive cuz like the real fable she dies.
0: That's true. She oh, like yeah, turns yeah. into oh, dust. Oh, always or darker. Yeah, in it's yeah. so dark.
1: But like the moral of that film is like, like women don't if speak. you want yeah, women don't speak <laughs> and also like if you want love, you can never see your father again. Do you <gasps> remember that?
0: Yeah, totally. At the end oh my she's, God. yes. He's like
1: I love you, Ariel, and she's like I'll miss you, Dad. Like I don't get it. They live by the ocean.
0: You can't call him every once right? in a while. like, you can't
1: just like see him? Obviously, merman She can't go
0: swimming ever again.
1: Ever again, I guess. Uh, it's crazy. And, they, and the movie is just like, well. You have to
0: choose between men. That's how it and goes. And you don't get a mom. There are no moms. The mom
1: is, they never there's mention never mom. a mom.
0: Mm-mm. Never? No. In Disney movies, there's no moms.
1: And like, what happens to fly? She just can like never see her sea friends again.
0: Despite yeah, all living. this dude.
1: In like a seaside town. Yeah. I just don't get it.